Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, I have got two very special guests. We have got Chris Mooney, the head coach of the USC High Performance Swimming, and we've got Mark McKean, head of physical performance, the University of the Sunshine Coast. Chris, Mark, how are you doing today? Very good, Coleman. How are you? I'm, do- I'm doing well. Thank you. Yes. Good. Thank you, Coleman. Thank you for having us. I'm super excited to, to talk to you guys. We talked to Kaylee McEwen. Sorry, I had to think about that. Kaylee McEwen. Didn't want to get that last name wrong. Just just a few days ago, uh, she was Swim Swam's 2020 World Female Swimmer of the Year, as well as the Oceania Swimmer of the Year. Um, and as we were talking, it came up that her, you know, I asked her about her weekly training cycle. She was like, you know, at USC, we do something a little different. Um, we do 21 day cycles and that started in about late 2018. I was, you know, I was, my mind was blown. I'd never heard of something like this in swimming before. We talked a little bit about it and she was like, well, you know, you, you should talk to Chris and Mark. They're the ones who really brought it to life. And so I'm excited to sit down with you guys and uh, talk about how this 21-day training cycle came to be. So, Mark, let's start with you. Give me a little background on uh, on this on this idea. So, um, Carmen, I've been working with the swimming program at the at USC since 2011. We set up an Olympic program leading into London, um, and it started off as a power program. And then um, Chris joined the program um, a few years later. But so that we'd, we'd been working in swimming for a, a period of time. And when the two coaches of the Para and the ABLE program, we started aligning our kind of programs. And there was, you know, my role really is to kind of support the head coaches in developing um, a program, both that includes the swimming and the dryland stuff around getting the best out of the program you know our goal was we, we wanted to medal at olympics for as many of our swimmers as possible and over a period of months the discussions that we'd had um, really was around how do we improve as chris mentioned previously the capacity and the power of our swimmers in our swim program and you know we kind of talked about it a lot and you know from my perspective the limitation in the the traditional model of seven days was always we only had one day off and you know, in training, you can only really respond and adapt to that which you can recover from. And so if we have a limited recovery period, we then also have a limited amount of training we can actually do before we end up putting our swimmers in a hole six, eight weeks down the track. So the whole idea started off with, in my mind, was how do I really develop an improved recovery cycle? And, you know, we talked about doing the day-to-day recovery pre and post training and the things they do at home, but we really needed to develop a thinking around an extended recovery period on a more regular basis that would allow us then to take training to a new level that allowed them more time to recover from. Because if we, we can't train harder and do more if we're still only giving them one day off at, you know, at the end of each week. So the whole 
that really is where my thinking started. So I played with this model and I, I had a number of different ideas around how I would structure it. With that thinking the whole time of, you know, we have a, an accumulation block of work where we gradually build fatigue and training and volume and intensity to a point where the athletes are really on the edge. And then we try and hold them there for a period of time. And then I give them this big block of time off. So I, I developed this 21 day model around a 10 day block of accumulation, a seven day block of intensification, and then four days off. And I, I played with the ideas, I kind of firmed it in my mind. And then I kind of sat down with Chris and Nathan, who's the power coach, and kind of said, look, you know, we've been having these discussions about how we improve our program. Here's something that's <laughs> a little bit different. What do you think? And so we, we kind of talked it through. I explained my thinking. They started putting in their ideas. They got quite excited about looking at something that was really quite novel. Um, I, I, we kind of talked about the benefits and the pros and the cons and, and all of that. And then we tweaked all little bits and pieces. You know, we, we kind of, instead of starting the three-day cycle, for example, with the swim in the morning and an afternoon, we decided we would only start it with one in the morning because after four days off, we didn't want them to come back and then smash them day one because they were fresh. So, you know, we, we kind of tweaked a whole lot of things. I think Chris, it probably took us another four to six weeks to really firm up with what that 21 day model would look like. We all agreed that um, it was worth doing and, and Chris will probably explain his version of that as well. Um, and at that point, we then made the decision that we were going to go with this um, and, you know, we kind of started to develop that. And obviously between then and now it's, it's evolved. You know, we've, we've modified some of the particular sessions that we include on different days and in dry land, but essentially that three week model um, has become a very strong part of our program. And, and I think um, is actually starting to show in the, the results that we've started to produce with, you know, nearly everyone in our program. Chris, thoughts? Oh, well, thanks for coming, everybody. Uh, pretty well, uh, it covered everything. Um, we are a, a power and capacity-based um, philosophy program. Um, and I think uh, the challenges with that was to, you know, try and keep those capacities as, uh, as well-balanced as we could throughout the year and, and not, not be too heavy in the aerobic side of things and uh, you know, uh, the anaerobic suffered because of it and um yeah, mark mentioned four or six weeks it was definitely a, a six-week conversation um regarding okay well we haven't just got sprint-based athletes in the program we've got middle distance swimmers we've got form strokers we've got distance swimmers so um i think it was a probably a credit to uh nathan mark and myself to have the ability to to identify that yes this is the, the best way forward for us to to improve and, and to take this next uh, coaching philosophy of power and capacity forward and, uh, and and keeping it balanced, but not only just working for a sprint, sprint race athlete or a mature aged athlete or an age group athlete, but within the, that three-week macro cycle, we're able to massage the, the workouts and the, uh, and the programming to support all types of athletes. Um, now, we have a, a professional group. Uh, we surround ourselves with, with the very best um, well, we, we all use the same massage and, and physiotherapist. Uh, we all use the same nutritionist. We also use the same uh, 
clinical psychologist and uh, and we have a lot of opportunity, not just with contact time with those people, uh, whether it be on the, the massage table or in the, in the gym or in the, the uh, conditioning arena or what have you. We, we actually come together every week to talk about individual, individual athletes and the individual planning and how it's looking. And we also have the contact time with, individual staff members on pool deck um so when it comes time to to making a decision and when it came time to putting this plan together correct me if i'm wrong mark but uh, we had this rule that we weren't all allowed to agree so if there was six professional uh, facilitators sitting at the table um and it came around to you and you know, then there was five yeses already you knew that the sixth person whether it was yourself or mark had to say no you know we we haven't made any of these changes. We haven't, haven't, haven't created this uh, innovative way of, of coaching just by us all nodding our heads and agreeing and just getting excited with the format. It was, it was definitely something that we sat down, chewed over hard on and uh, really made sure that we didn't roll anything out until, um, until we had you know, the right answers or the ability to train something or focus on something that, and then have a test for it. You know? So it's, it's quite in-depth. But, and I'm pretty sure that we'll, um, we'll uh, work our way into how in-depth and, uh, and uh, you know, what, what the bits and pieces are of, uh, of our philosophies um, you know, moving forward through this conversation today. Yeah, I mean, let's. it, it's, it sounds super interesting. <laughs> as, as a coach, it sounds terrifying uh, trying something that I, I don't know if, if radical is the right word, but you know, it's certainly different, especially in the swimming sphere. It's, I don't, again, I've never heard of anyone else doing something like that. And so it just, I, I think the, the, the biggest thing for me when I heard it, the biggest like, whoa, is that you have those four days off, which, <clears throat> you know, Mark explained you, you can recover more, therefore you can work more that totally makes sense to me, but, you know, taking four days off in the swimming world is like, it, it's uh sacrilege, right? Like you can't be out of the water that long because like, you'll lose the feel. And I mean, it, just before, before you even implemented this, what was your thought on that part of it? Well, for a start, um, what we do at USC is something that we enjoy doing and that doesn't, and, and because we do it doesn't necessarily make it right and it doesn't necessarily make what everybody else is doing wrong. So I just want to make that very, very clear. This is something that we've chosen to do because uh, I felt, and, and as Mark mentioned earlier, that we were getting one area wrong as, as, a, as a staff or as a coach, it was getting the adaptation right. Um, and when you say that we have four days off, we, we, we don't have four days off from being an athlete. We still expect the athlete to use their AI, their athletic intelligence. Um, and I suppose the, the big supporter of, of um, that accountability around that is our values that we have as a team. We don't use the word culture or resilience. We, we have three, three values and, and, those, they're, and they're simple values, but they're very important values to us. Um, so that it's attitude, respect and accountability. So each day that we come to practice, um, the athletes are aware of, of those three values and, and those three values also extend into four-day adaptation. Those um, values also very important to us as, as, a, as a group. Um, 
in the afternoons that we're not prescribing workouts because there's also quite a few sessions where the athletes are away. So we, we swim most mornings, but there's, we do have some afternoons off. They've only got the afternoons off from the black line. They haven't got the afternoon off from being an athlete. And um, I watched a little bit of, of Kaylee's um, podcast and, and talked about the uh, whole COVID shutdown and, and so forth like that. And I remember when it all happened, I said to Mark, I said, mate, we're not going to realise whether or not we've got this right or whether we've got this wrong till about January, February next year. And, uh, and I think um, one thing that we had in our favour is that we had a group of athletes that were very value-driven. And, uh, and one of the, the big values that we rely on is accountability. So when we were you know, down, for, down and out for, for nine weeks, um, and we were able to prescribe some workouts for them that we really trust their athletes, that we, they were strong and that value of accountability. And uh, yeah, they, they, they made some, some really good lifestyle choices around what they were doing. Just so happens that we weren't prescribing it, and I think that really allowed us to to, to get back. and I think we got back into shape pretty quick. And um, but it also it's it's a big factor mark behind um, why we trust not only the four days adaptation, but the ability for the athletes to not always have workouts prescribed for a month. I, I really feel as though, and this is just my opinion, I really feel I was feel that swimming is a heavily prescribed sport. I don't think there's too many other sports out there where coaches prescribe as hard as what we do, as often as what we do. And, um, you know, you've got 26-year-old, 24-year-old, 16-year-old athletes. It's it's really nice to, to help um, promote an opportunity for them to, to create that value of accountability. And, um, yeah, we, we, it's, a big, it's a big value in our program. And, therefore, it helps the culture helps create the resilience and, and helps and then create a trust value as well. That's uh, it's a little invisible one to the side, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Coleman, Coleman, probably the, the thing that I want to kind of reinforce here is when people design a program, they typically look at a structure. And so, for example, swimming typically is, a, you know, six and a half, five and a half days or six and a half days a week and then one day off. And people often start with that and then build the program around that. And when we sat down to do this, we thought if we're going to look at this fresh, we need to start fully fresh. And that means rather than trying to build a program using physiological and training principles into a structure that is there, we needed to throw out the structure and start with what do we need physiologically? What, what is our goal from a training perspective what are the energy systems? What is the stroke quality? What are we looking for? And does that fit into a traditional seven-day model? And if it doesn't, then we're not, we're not kind of grasping at straws here. We went right back to the science of training. We looked at all of the physiology involved. We looked at the biomechanical components required. We put all that together, and that's how the three-week cycle came up. It wasn't that we didn't like the seven-day one, but we couldn't fit all of the things that we wanted in this new um, approach into the traditional model. So most people will start a program going, oh, okay, swimming, two on, one off, two on, one off for five and a half days. Then they worry about what they do in it. Well, we threw that out and we started with a blank page. And, and that allowed us to have a different perspective on when we train, how long we train for, what volume of work we do. And that's that's kind of really where it started. And, you know, I can guarantee you that 
the science of training and the understanding of the energy systems is very inherent in our program, but it's just not built into the traditional seven-week model, seven-day model. And then that makes total sense. And I love that you guys did that and have done that and are doing that. And so let's get into it. Take me through. So you said it's, it's 10 days and then seven days and then four days. So let's start with those 10 days. What, what are you trying, what are you hoping to accomplish in those first 10 days of this cycle? Um, so the, the 10 days is really um, our accumulation period. And in that, we break it down into smaller blocks again. So we've got a two-day leading, which means we, we load them back up again after having four days off. And then we have, you know, kind of four to six days of really solid work um, where, you know, volumes are up, sessions are a bit longer. Um, it's more about capacity building. It doesn't mean we don't do any of the speed work or the power capacity work in those sessions, but there's an emphasis on, you know, creating overload through the longer, harder, bigger blocks of work. And then towards the end of that, we have two days where we start to taper off a little bit in preparation for the seven days of intensification. So essentially in the first 10 days, they'll swim 15 times. And that means um, swimming through the weekend. So that first weekend, days six and seven, they swim twice on the Saturday and they swim once on the Sunday. And then they rock up again to Monday, which is day eight, and they're doing two sessions again. So effectively there is no weekend in weekend one of this three-week cycle. So they swim from Monday to Wednesday, two on, one off, one on, two off the whole way through. Then on top of that, they do a gym session um, on the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then we also, every morning, we do what we call, you know, our um, dry land work. And so athletes arrive at a quarter to six in the morning. We do um, alternate between what we call functional postural um, movement training, we do spin cycling conditioning training, and then we do stretching core and, you know, shoulder kind of prehab work. And they, they vary, but they are very solid sessions. And that's done from 6 a.m. to 6.30 every morning. And then they hit the pool from 6.30 to whenever. And then after that, on the Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, they'll come back in to do their gym session. And from a a strength and conditioning perspective, the traditional model really only allowed a strength and conditioning coach to engage with the swimmers in the time that they're in the gym. You know, maybe that's two or three sessions a week. And if, if we wanted to provide that athlete with a better capacity, resilience, ability to handle the work that Chris then wanted to give them in the water, we actually needed to see them more often. That doesn't mean we need to do more gym, but it meant we needed to see them and prepare them and get them physically ready for that work in other ways. We do a huge amount of shoulder band work. We really beat up their shoulders with the shoulder therabands. Um, you know, we, we really give them a hard time with their shoulders, but in doing that, we've almost eliminated shoulder problems from our program now for multiple years. We, we just don't have the same shoulder problems because of the work that we do. We spend a lot of time with teaching them how to hinge correctly at the hips how to hold their ribs in the correct position through streamlining. And all of that's done through those functional posture sessions where they are trained and we do lots and lots of work on the floor in maintaining good posture, holding it, and then creating movement around that. 
So our job really, our physical performance staff, is to get that athlete ready to cope with whatever Chris wants to do with them because if they can't swim fast if they're missing swim sessions. If they're injured, if they're out of the pool, if they're tired, if they can't do the work he wants, they can't swim faster. So our job 100% of the time is to make sure that they're available for every single swim session that Chris wants to do. I'll let Chris talk about the 10-day cycle for a bit then. I'm enjoying this. It's actually refreshing <laughs> to hear it. And that's why we're both on this morning, I guess, is you know, Mark is... Uh, has a doctorate in human movement and, and just an amazing amount of knowledge and around around the, the sciences um, that have been involved in to help us put this program together. And, and I suppose my my value and my big value is uh, is the practical side. So it's it's good to have the the, the theory being spoken, but it's also um, hopefully I can add the practical side to um, help everybody out there that may may be listening. But um, Exactly like so, our conditioning sessions, you know, for our aerobic girls could be quite uh, quite different to our sprinters. Um, we see that as an opportunity to, um, in that first, uh, you know, that, that, that first um, week of, of of the training phase, um, the accumulation phase, um, we we see that as an opportunity to um, help us with our aerobic conditioning. So if it's thirty minutes of aerobic work in the gym. Uh, as as a part of their conditioning, um, that that adds to the the, the the aerobic or the the energy system that we're trying to challenge in the pool for that accumulation week. Um, sprinters they'll be they'll be a little bit different in that space. Um, probably not as as uh, as full on as what the the uh, aerobic team will be doing. But um, what we do find is uh, that when they are hitting the water of a morning. Um, you know, there's probably a less less amount of warm up in the session, um, but there's also there's a lot, and it allows us to probably focus a little bit more on activation sort of drills and and uh, and skills. So we've used that 30 minutes not only as a conditioning base, but we've also used it as an opportunity to say, right, well, we've spent the 30 minutes on you know creating and, and warming up the, the core body temperature. We're actually ready to go now onto some skills and drills, and then bang us, you know. Sprinters love it because then we can get straight into the main set and swim them down and recover them and get them out of there. Um, yeah, like Mark said, again, um, first three sessions, um, single Monday and the double Tuesday, that, that will grow in you know, first session of the week might be about four and a half kilometres, usually long course. Uh, the second session will probably be about five kilometers and then the, the third session will probably be at about five and a half and then we go, you know, then we go and then the specificity around um, the groups or, or, or the athletes then then, uh, then then starts from there. Um, it took us a little while, Mark, to, to get everybody used to that first weekend, you know, coming into the Saturday and then have to wake up on the Sunday and come in. Um, but it, it just took something very simple like, hey, guys, grab a calendar. Put it on your fridge and then every three weeks I want you to highlight your Thursday, your Friday, your Saturday, your Sunday and then mark that out throughout the year. So then, you know, when you are trying to plan something away with your friends or, or your, your, your family or, or your partners, um, okay, you can actually get quite excited about those 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 four days of adaptation more so than the, the weekend that you're actually swimming and uh, 
we uh, had, had a little situation not long ago where we went back into two weeks of just normal uh, weekly macro uh, miso cycles, and um, it was, yeah, there was an uproar. The athletes have gone, I can't believe we ever did this for so long. Like, you know, when, when do we start back the three week macro cycle? So, even though it took us a little bit of time for everyone to get used to the, the, the macro cycle, they certainly appreciate the ability to, uh, when the work's on, the work's on, and when the specificity around, around the work is, is being prescribed, um, they feel good about it. Um, they know that you know the energy systems are, are, are primed. Um, they know that the aerobic muscle fatigue may not be there. But what is there is the opportunity to uh, to increase those ceilings of, of whatever capacity is we're going after, whether it's anaerobic or uh, anaerobic power or aerobic power. No matter what it is, we can massage within that three weeks, and it, and it seems to work quite very well for uh, for all types of athletes at the moment. Tom and I, I keep bringing up these points, but the, if you if you listen to what Chris has said, I'm not sure whether people understand some of that reasoning. For example, if if we're warming them up differently before they hit the water, mm-hmm. and they're doing less warm up, it means less rubbish, kilo, you know, kilometers and meters in the pool, and more quality meters in the pool. So they're still doing the same volume, but we're not wasting time with doing a warm up at a sub maximal pace. We're getting straight into the quality work for a longer period of time. So there's automatically better value there. If we're warming them up in other ways, we're actually managing load in their shoulders differently. So we're not putting them through sloppy warm-up meters where they're probably gradually getting their head into gear and their shoulders are all over the place and their feel of the water's awful. So in terms of managing load and managing shoulder load in particular, tremendous benefits in this approach because we're not wasting time in the water just because we need to warm up in the water. So the benefits then explode in multiple directions because of the value of doing it that particular way. Which obviously is a huge benefit, huge like, whoa, uh, kind of moment to the swimming crowd because obviously shoulder problems are extremely common in our sport. And so, it's super interesting. It makes a lot of sense. And I think we've kind of seen some people doing more and more, certainly um, our top college programs here in the United States and, and, and the pro swimmers um, are doing more, putting more of an emphasis on activation, dry land stuff outside the pool. Um, and I, it, it, I, you know, as seen by you guys, uh, it seems to be working. So we're down to about nine minutes. Um, I, I have to, ask about rest because taper is the swimmer's best friend. Right. And, um, you know, Kaylee, I know Kaylee mentioned that if, if you do go into a rest period, you go back to those, uh, those mini cycles of six or seven days or a week. Um, and so how did you guys grapple with, you know, this is, we're doing the 21 day cycle in season. And then how did you, how did you decide, um, how to manage resting, uh, you know, athletes, um, when, when bigger meets were coming up? Well, that, that one was sort of um, came out of a necessity, mainly because we've now changed our um, selection criteria very similar to the Americans. We, we, we trial out five weeks from the, the benchmark event. Um, so it just meant that that three-week macro cycle wasn't going to work. We don't use the word taper. We call it performance ready because um, taper, taper to me is different to maybe what some athletes are used to 
and again, depending on what type of athlete you are, will depend on, on, on what that, that that process looks like. Um, so we yeah we brought it back to five weeks um, because then we usually then say right five weeks out we'll start those performance ready um, cycles. Um, we'll hit the meet. Hopefully we'll qualify. Um, give the athletes a couple of days off to, to reflect that adaptation and the whole neural stimulus rest and, uh, and sort of adapt again. Uh, and then we pretty much just follow that same five-week race performance ready cycle uh, leading into the benchmark meet that we used for the trial selection. So, yeah, it came out of more of a necessity due to the fact that instead of trialing in April, Prior to the big the big race, and, and we work backwards, Coleman. So we go to our you know key events, and we we put in our five week performance ready cycles, and they're you know five one week cycles, and then we load our three week cycles back to our present point, and then we manipulate that around holidays like Christmas blocks of time and whatever. But essentially, that's the same model that everyone does. You work backwards from key events put in your key blocks of cycles and, you know, Chris can tell you every Monday morning of day one of each cycle how many more three-week cycles we've got to go. Um, he uses that language often with the swimmers. So, you know, they know they've got 23-week cycles to go or 15 three-week cycles to go. And it makes it real because it's a smaller number. If you walked in and said, we've got 42 weeks to go, they'd go, oh, cool. But if you go, we've got, you know, 12 three-week cycles to go, they go, holy cow. We need to get serious. So that language is really important part of our program as well. And, and um, we do use the same language, no matter what facilitator, you know, what, what area of facilitation you're coming from. Um, the language is, is the same. Um, so everyone is on the same page when we're, we're talking about uh, setups or, or challenge, you know, challenges or or goals and so forth. But yeah, we we do reverse periodize and. Um, and that's the, probably the other good thing about our, our macro cycles. We can massage it a little bit. Um, you know, we, we call, we, you know, there might be a period of time where we're calling certain phases of accumulation. Well, that's just the adjective of, of what that particular phase is. That, that can change. You know, it, it, could, it could go back to you know, a, a block of heart rate training for, for our distance athletes or our open water athletes. And so that phase would be there for um, instead of an accumulation phase that we could change that and, Talk about it as being a basic aerobic phase or a, or a heart rate phase or what have you. So um, yeah, it's just it's just the way we've been able to find uh, just helps us throughout the year to not only have our systems balanced, but we put a lot of emphasis on racing. Racing is really important to us, and we're able to get up and, and swim fast at most meets. And uh, I think that's a credit to the to the macro cycle. I think that's a credit to the way that um, it's able to allow us to be balanced because uh, um, you know if, if you if you I, I think racing is the best form of training and uh, I don't want to waste those opportunities so when we go to race we're race ready and and that's usually because we haven't got tapered or rested it's just it's, it's, it's in the pathway of the, uh, the the programming that's reverse periodized and, and identified that okay in this particular week we're coming off a three-day training session going into an adaptation instead of adaptation will be racing and then we'll give them the adaptation of the back of the racing and then start the macro cycle off the back of that. So you have that ability to, to hit meets in the cycle and then massage and, um, 
and then start fresh with those three-week macro cycles post post competitions, which is uh, quite unique. Well, it's a lot of times do swim fast. It, it's not because we've rested; it's just because it's built into our, our program. If we weren't racing, we, we were we were suiting up anyway, doing time trials or or doing max max, max efforts in those sessions. It's just that we've got that next best uh, option, and, and that is to, to stand up and and, and compete against others instead of just our, our training our training team. Coleman, one of the things that was really critical to our program as well was when we first started the three-week cycles was educating swimmers on how they would feel at different points in time. Um, and because it was a different approach, um, they weren't starting Monday morning of each cycle feeling the same as the previous Monday. So I actually went away and wrote up um, a descriptor of, okay, you're coming in on day one, you're going to feel like this. You get, your body is going to be fresh. You're going to be ready to go. On day eight, which is Monday of week two, you're actually going to start feeling really heavy. You're probably going to be a little bit frustrated. You're probably going to feel a bit annoyed. Don't be disrespectful to your coach, but, you know, we also understand that you're going to be feeling this way, so we're not going to engage you or push you. We just want you to come in and do your job. And, and we wrote this description of how they might behave, how they might be thinking, how they might be feeling to educate them on how they would be throughout the three-week block of time. And, you know, you get to four days... And swimmers having four days off, they actually have a normal life. And so they get to go away, they go up the beach, they visit family, they go to the movies and they come back in and they're actually normal human beings again instead of coming back in after one day off, spending at home on the couch because they're dead from last week and not having that social time with family and friends. So that was a really big part of the program as well to connect back to normal life a little bit more. I think that's a that's a great uh finishing or note to finish on we're, we're down to less than a minute um chris mark <laughs> i really appreciate you guys coming on i might just have to to ping you again bring you back i this this topic is so interesting we could talk about it for hours um but i do really appreciate you guys sitting down and taking the time to explain this to me a little bit um and uh yeah it was great talking with you You've been listening to the Swim Swam Podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.